This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Thank you for joining us on Resource Centre. This is Audrey Raj. In just a few minutes, I'm going to be joined by the chairman of the Malaysian Insurance and Takaful Brokers Association, or MITBA, Mr. Vicky Rajaratnam. Now, if you've not heard of MITBA, Vicky won't blame you. Uh, despite the association celebrating its 45th anniversary in Malaysia this year, he admits insurance brokers are not as commonly known here as their industry counterparts, the insurance agents. But the industry landscape is apparently changing and Vicky believes having a professional broker who can advise you on your insurance options from different providers might just be what the current generation needs for personal, corporate and business use. But I'll let Vicky here give you the rest of the deets. Morning Audrey, thank you for having us on the show. My name is Vicky Rajaratnam and uh, I'm the chairman of MIDBA. Uh, just to explain what MIDBA stands for, MIDBA is actually the Malaysian Insurance and Takaful Brokers Association, which is the only statutory association approved by Bank Nagara Malaysia. What we do in MIDBA is basically look after the interests of, of the members who are in the insurance and takaful business. Midbar also is involved to help members in discussing policy matters with the insurance regulators such as Bank Nagara. So basically that's what Midbar does for its members. So Vicky, um, like you mentioned earlier, Midbar has been around for now 45 years. Um, why have we not heard more about Midbar and, and, and what the association does? Uh, basically, I guess, you know, previously the, the people were a bit quiet on Midbar. This year, we have a new set of uh, management team in Midbar who are very keen to create the awareness of the existence of the brokers. So that's why we have come up with several projects for this year where we want to highlight the role of the brokers in the insurance industry. And what is uh, the role of a broker in the industry? And, and how are insurance brokers different from insurance agents, the more common counterpart? Okay, the insurance brokers are different from, let's say, the other force is the agents. The main difference is we are regulated by Ben Nagara. A broker has to be licensed, whereas an agent does not have to be licensed. That's the first main one. Number two, uh, a broker has to be a professionally qualified from one of the institutions, either overseas or local. To be an agent, you don't really need that. Your basic certificate would be would suffice. Okay, And thirdly, brokers are representing the client. They, and we are appointed, the brokers are appointed by the clients to service them. In the case of the agent, they actually work more for the insurers. Although they look after the clients, but they are dictated by the insurers. The brokers do not, uh, or rather I would say we are not dictated by the insurers. We actually are very independent and we fight for the best deal for the clients. So that's the one, some of the main differences between a broker and an agent. Right. And the role of a broker uh, in the industry, why are insurance brokers essential? 
Brokers are essential because uh, brokers are all qualified uh, individuals. And uh, if, if you wear insurance policies, are, there are lots of uh, fine print, which the normal people would not interpret it correctly for lack of understanding. You know? So the broker is here there to help the client to interpret all these fine prints and to get make sure they're getting the best coverage, the terms and conditions, and also the best deal from the insurer. So the role of the broker is actually quite significant in that sense. And um, the broker also just not does not just do that. When there is a huge claim, the broker also handles the claim for the client, mm. basically. Okay. Now, um, is everyone expected to seek out uh, an, an insurance broker when they're thinking about getting a policy or is this more for entrepreneurs or people in the business world who are looking for business insurance? Because that's um, another aspect that you know I, I hope to discuss with you. Basically, um, the brokers are recognized by the corporate organizations and maybe the SMEs because they want to ensure that they have the proper covers for their risks. They know the brokers will be able to provide a better coverage and deal when compared to an ordinary agent. So we are actually sought out by the corporate organizations. Right. Let's then hone in on uh, business insurance. Can you give us a brief description of what kind of protection this provides uh, and if it's common practice for businesses to invest in policies like this? Generally, there's a lack of understanding of the type of insurances available for business. Actually, there are several risks involved in a business. And what the broker does is normally we will go into the organization, study their operations, and then we make recommendations on various types of insurance they should purchase. For example, we normally will recommend a fire insurance policy, a burglary insurance policy, and for example, an all-risk insurance policy, depending on their type and nature of business. These are all recommended because when a business starts, a huge amount of investment is involved and uh, we want to make ensure that this investments are well protected in the event of an incident such as a fire in the premises or any of the other items get stolen like stock in the SMEs factories then you know um, the burglary policy comes in then they have machineries where in the event the machinery is accidentally damaged then we have this all-risk insurance which covers all this accidental damages to the machines so there are various types of insurance if you go the list is quite long you know, and it, it would depend on what type of business one is carrying out. Right. Okay. Also, the size of the business, uh, I would assume? Yes, also the size, but the size depends. The smaller ones will not take up all the various types of insurance because they they may not be investing so much money in, in insurance, you know. Mm. Um, but the corporates all are well protected. In our case, we have come across the corporate organizations normally, uh, they make sure they are fully insured mm. so that in the event of any incident, they are fully protected. There's also something called the business interruption insurance. Can you tell us a bit more about that? Business interruption is basically uh, to cover, for example, an SME. If there was a fire, the factory goes down, uh, it would take a while to put back the building to its normal uh, position. 
maybe a period of a one year or two years, you know, depending on the size of the building and the operations. So basically what business, we call it business continuity insurance uh, or loss of profits. So during the period of building and reinstating their operations, the insurance pays for loss of profits during that period, which right. they have lost. Okay. Mm. It also can extend to cover wages and salaries of the employees of the factory. This is to ensure the factory do not lose their employees during that period of uh, reinstating the building. That means they can still retain the the workers with the salaries and wages insured for during the period of the incident. So basically, business interruption is good. It helps the business to con to maintain a certain status until they are back in full operations again. Right. Now, would this have benefited um, SMEs over the last year? You know, with the pandemic and uh, various movement control orders, well, we've had we've we've had to stop and start, stop and start. Would business interruption insurance have come in handy over the last year for SMEs? Um, basically, under normal circumstances, this insurance is very useful for all these kind of businesses. However, if you are talking about the pandemic and the MCOs that have been going on for the past one year, unfortunately, the business interruption policy does not cover any losses that are incurred due to uh, closure of the factory during this period, due to pandemic or Asia or the MCO. This is one of the exclusions stated in the policy and therefore insurers do not pay for such losses. Right. No. Okay. It's sad, but that's the truth about it. No. Uh, is it similar to how we are not covered by um, natural disasters and things like that for a, for a regular insurance policy? Is it similar for those reasons? It's, it's similar, but the natural disasters depend. Sometimes you pay additional premium, you mm. can cover it. You true, know, true, um, true. But uh, in this instance, most insurers are reluctant to extend the cover for losses during pandemic, uh, even if the insured is willing to pay additional premium or whatever. All right. So um, since we're talking about 2020, um, how did the um, industry fare in 2020? I, I mean, I understand that despite not being as well known as your insurance agent counterparts, the insurance broking industry as a whole contributed something like 5 billion ringgit worth of premiums. But this is in 2019. So um, how did the industry fare in, in 2020? Well, um, to be very honest, uh, 2020 so far, it has been not that bad. Maybe there was a slight drop in the premium contribution because of the pandemic and things like that. Otherwise, people are still insuring, especially the businesses, because uh, they also worry they can't afford to have an incident where they are not protected. So they do continue, but they have taken other measures to see how to save premiums. And and um, were there any challenges that the pandemic brought to uh, to insurance brokers themselves? Um, you know, because everybody had to move online, had to work from home. So, what kind of challenges did that uh, bring to your representatives? Of course, the pandemic caused a lot of problems for the brokers too with their clients. I mean, there were a number of issues like they could not collect premiums on time from the clients mm. because they used the pandemic as an excuse. You know. <laughs> And uh, there were also clients uh, 
who requested for sort of installment payment of premiums when normally they will pay one lump sum, now they ask three months installment, things like that. And in some cases, uh, some of the members have faced bad debts where some of the business could not even pay at all the premiums. And then there were other issues like, you know, clients delay renewing their policies because of the pandemic. They are not sure what is going to happen in the future. And uh, the, the last one is, you know, the, to save costs, a lot of the clients were also reducing the values of their assets and um, things like that so that they don't have to pay high premiums. So these were the, some of the major things that was faced by the brokers. It's really a sign of uh, the financial struggles that uh, the SME sector uh, seems to be going through over this last year, right? Yes, that is true. You know, I mean, we, we could not blame the clients. I mean, it is something faced by everyone, not just uh, the business sector. And uh, we expected it. But they, nevertheless, they still believe they must be insured. And that's what they are doing at a lower value. Mm. You know. Are there any concerns about the brokerage industry moving forward? Because, you know, it's 2021 right now and we are in another uh, MCO uh, and it just doesn't look like uh, things are going to be getting uh, better anytime soon. Even with the vaccine rollout, we're still looking at maybe finding a recovery towards the end of the year. But are there any concerns about the brokerage industry over this next year and 2022? Basically, the brokerage industry, I mean, it's going to be tough because uh, if the businesses don't pick up, then we will also have an issue of uh, looking at having new clients, things like that. So um, we do expect 2021 to be even the premiums to drop further when compared to 2020. Right. And uh, just before I let you go, Vicky, are there any trends that we can look forward to in the coming years when looking at the insurance broking industry? Basically, um, brokers are now looking at being in the new era of uh, modernization. Brokers are now looking at technology, digital, digitalization, and also other means of selling insurance. So some of the brokers have now set up their own digital platforms whereby they have uh, linked to various insurance companies and um, the individuals can actually log in into their platforms and buy motor or house uh, insurance or other personal insurance online. And they can also do payments online, policies issued online, things that's up. It's already happening and these are the new trends that brokers are doing. So they are spending a lot of money updating themselves on this kind of uh, technical development. Um, basically, if the business community is listening, I hope they will continue to use the brokers. Maybe the brokers were never highlighted in the past. Now we are coming out. Everybody knew an insurance agent, but they never knew an insurance broker. Mm -hmm. But uh, a broker definitely is, um, can provide a, a good service compared to an agent. I don't know if I'm so right in saying this, <laughs> but um, I hope the business community will get us more, more openly in the future. Thank you. Right. Thank you so much for that, Vicky. Now, if our listeners would like more information on Midba, is there a website that they can go to to learn more about uh, the insurance broking uh, industry and its services? Yes, uh, Midba has got a website. General public can log on into midba.org. 
www.ghostbusiness.org.my We are also linked in LinkedIn and Facebook. If uh, anybody, they can follow us there. Right. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today, sir. Audrey, thank you very much for your time. I've been speaking with Vicky Rajaratnam, the chairman of the Malaysian Insurance and Takaful Brokers Association. Now, if you missed out on any part of this show, you can go look for the podcast on our website, bfm.my. You can also find all our podcasts on the BFM app that's available on the Apple App Store and on Google Play. We'll have more resource center for you same time next week. But till then, this is Audrey Raj for Enterprise BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.